0: Put your hands together. 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 your hands your hands together. Put your hands together.
1: Put your hands together. Oh, oh, just a direct hello. I love that one. You guys, I'm Rhea Butcher. I'm your host. To put your hands together. Woo! Thank you. Beautiful. I was gonna wear a Cubs hat today for Woo! their win. Yes. Woo! But my hair just looked too damn good, so Woo! I didn't wear it. Although I am wearing a slave the slave the clock tower. Oh boy, that was a mistake. <laughs> Save the clock tower t-shirt. T-shirt. I had a long weekend. I was driven around by some college students. You understand. They don't turn left on green. They don't understand how it works. They're too small and too young. They don't get it. They just eat cigarettes and combos. But not at this college that I was at. I was walking around slightly in their campus because I just like got there, we did the show, and then we left. But I was like looking around their little whatever student union that I was in. And there was a sign that said, How to? Respectful smoking at this college. (laughs) College has really changed. Because when I went to college, people were like, you don't smoke? Get the hell out of here. You can't go to college. I went to college in hell. Anyway, so it was a long weekend. Uh, Then I just got back and I was driving today and I almost got run over by a police officer. Yes, on the freeway. (laughs) And the only reason I'm bringing this up is because my reaction to it, I think, was perfect. Uh, Because I saw them. It was like a merge situation. You know, I needed to get off, over, to get on the exit ramp, and nobody was letting me over. And then I saw that it was a cop car. I was like, they're not going to let me over, so I just waited. And then they, instead of just passing because they were going to get off, they passed and then just narrowly almost ran me over as they crossed lanes in front of me. And they almost hit, almost hit so close it was so close and what I did when that happened was go whoa whoa, whoa." I took my hands off the wheel because I thought if it happened I don't want to be holding my car in any way I don't want to be because it will be my fault so that was fun how are you guys doing (laughs) the first response to that was oh you guys are deflating balloons actively deflating balloons. Uh, I was thinking over the weekend how much I have become a person of Los Angeles because it was in New York. And I was walking around New York and I was like, God, this pedestrian traffic jam is ridiculous. I've been standing here for like an hour and a half and then I realized, oh no, I'm just in line for Shake Shack. I didn't realize that is their in and out. That's what a blonde woman said getting off the plane into John F. Kennedy. She goes, oh, it's their (laughs) In-N-Out. I was like, what is she talking about? And then I got to New York and got stuck in the line for their In-N-Out. So then I knew what was going on. And I also... See, here's the thing. I have a co-host usually on this show. Her name is Cameron Esposito. She's not here tonight. I know, I'm sorry. She's in Colorado talking to people that live in Colorado. But she'll be back next week. So come back next week. She'll be here. And see, the problem is, we're fiancés and comedians and co-hosts. Yay, thank you. (laughs) And sometimes we, like, fight over material. And also sometimes we're like, we should talk about that. But then, I don't have anything to talk about, except for that thing that we were going to talk about next week. But here's the thing, I'm just going to talk about it. (laughs) Because it's a podcast also. Our show's a podcast. So you just listen to both versions, and it's going to be real fun. And come back next week and listen to both versions. It's going to be really great. So I realized in New York, as I was accidentally in line for Shake Shack, uh, that I was definitely an Angelino, if you will. Because I was walking through the park, and I saw this dad, like a Patagonia dad. (laughs) You guys know what I mean. He had, like, little clogs on or whatever. In October. Come on. And a stroller. And then his daughter was there. She was like, I don't know, four. I can't tell the ages of children. They're either like driving or two. I don't know. She was bigger than the stool. But not by much. So what does that seem like to you? Thank you. It was younger than that. It was younger than that. And you'll find out why very soon. Because she was standing there like this and doing like a classic kid move. And I was like quickly scanning the scene because he was kneeling down and he had a dish of some sort. Yeah. And then he got a bag out of his pocket and started lining the dish with the bag. And then I saw the daughter going like this and I went to camera and I was like, she's gonna shit in that bag. Sure enough, she shit in that bag. And that is why I love Los Angeles. Because that would only happen at the dog park. (laughs) Not the Shake Shack Park. It would never happen at In-N-Out. I was also thinking... Just, you know, my mind was wandering. I was thinking of my childhood. All the times I didn't shit in a bag, (laughs) in a dish of some kind. Although, as I walked past that, I was like, man, that would have helped my dad out a lot. Because he used to just make me go into, like, outhouses by myself. Ooh, had some terrible dark nights of the soul in there. When you're, like, a four-year-old girl just going into, like, a a moon-doored building out in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. That is the abyss right there. An outhouse? Has anyone ever used an outhouse? Like, a real outhouse? Everyone? You're lying. You're lying. You're all lying. But anyways, I was thinking about my childhood, and I was thinking about my second favorite movie of my childhood, because my first favorite movie is, obviously, this shirt. Um, My second favorite movie of my childhood is the movie Three Men and a Baby. Yes. (laughs) That was a great reaction. I love that movie, if you're not familiar with it. It stars uh, Steve Guttenberg, uh, Ted Danson, and Tom Selleck, also Nancy Travis. It's directed by uh, Leonard Nimoy, also known as Spock from Star Trek. He directed that, if you're not aware of it. It's also an American remake of a French movie. Did you know that? Probably not. I tried to watch the French one, couldn't watch it. Just need some Selic in my life, you know? But I love that movie so much. I, lo- I still love that movie. But what I realized is the kicker about loving that movie as myself is that I am an only child and I am a daughter. An only daughter-child. And I had a single mother. And we used to watch that movie together. Over and over and over again. So it was like wish fulfillment for like a single mom and a little daughter just going like, oh, it could be so great. (laughs) We could have three of them and they wouldn't know what's going on. But they'd be like cute and funny about it. We could have a pool table and there'd be baby powder all over it. It'd be great. Steve Gutenberg would draw you cartoons all the time. It'd be fantastic. And then you dance around a Miami Sound Machine. It's a perfect life. Then my other favorite movie from my childhood is the movie Mannequin. <laughs> yeah. I love that movie. You could never make that. You could never reboot that movie. Like no one would ever be like a mannequin. Come on. We don't even use those things anymore. (laughs) Like nobody would buy that. I can't believe we ever bought that as people. Like, yeah, 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 here's the premise. Okay, so there's a dude that works in a store, and then there's a mannequin that has a woman in it from, like, Egypt, but she's white. So anyway, (laughs) she's in the mannequin, and then eventually she's going to turn into a person, but then she also turns back into a mannequin. He, of course, falls in love with her. Sold in the room. Absolutely, in 1985. (laughs) Like, now there'd have to be some, like, gritty backstory of, like, I don't know, pharaohs or something. That tortured her her whole life. That's the whole reason she has to be a mannequin. All that stuff. Like, it would never work today. I love that movie because in the middle of it, they just break into a music video. They just (laughs) dance around an empty store. So perfect. But my favorite part of Mannequin is the theme song, uh, which is Nothing's Gonna Stop Us Now. I love that song. My favorite part of that song is that there's a line that says, Let them say we're crazy. I don't care about that. And I love that part of the song because it is a theme song for a movie where a guy falls in love with a mannequin. So you're one of two things. A mannequin or a guy that fell in love with a mannequin. You should probably care about that. Alright, you guys ready to get this show started? Awesome. We have a really amazing lineup of comics. Please get it started. Nice and Nice and soon for them. You can start clapping now. His first comic, we love it when he stops by. He's in Wet Hot American Summer this summer. You guys give it up for John Early.
2: We are those APCs. Okay, that's what I thought. I used to wear APC jeans before I transitioned into maternity wear. (laughs) Such an honor to be performing at the legendary UCB Franklin. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I just, what if I was like, let's get real. Um, uh, I when I drink coffee, I get very uh, effusive and hyperbolic. I get very assertive about things I know nothing about. And uh, for instance, recently, I, I told a an industry exec while I was soaring on iced coffee that I was the Robin of comedy. <laughs> I was like, it's artful, um, it's elegant, but it's still accessible, okay? <laughs> it's gorgeous, but it's populist. <laughs> uh, but I'm up here now, shh. Um, but, I'm <laughs> but I'm up here now and I'm realizing that I'm the Beyonce of comedy. You know, her command. Her joy, her complete lack of emotional availability. This is Beyonce sleeping. Okay, this is Beyonce sleeping. Here we go. Beyonce sleeping. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Summer is over, fret not. I'm here to usher you guys into the fall. Uh, <laughs> shh, Claudia. Uh, <laughs> I, uh, it, it doesn't matter here, you know, there are no seasons here, but I, I live in New York, uh, and you know, I love the drag of being in New Yorker. I love to be in the West Village with, like, a pajmina and a hot coffee just late to something, you know? Um, and then when the city gets to be too much, I love to flee upstate and write, you know? <laughs> And by right, I of course mean check Facebook in a canoe. Um, but uh, no, what a great summer we had! Uh, we started with marriage equality, which was so tight. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, no, it was it was so great. But when I, I found out about the ruling, the Supreme Court ruling, on Twitter naturally, and I felt nothing. I was bone dry. Um, you know, I, I, all my straight friends were texting me like, I, I cried. I was like, <laughs> you know. <clears throat> I just was very suspicious. I, I I didn't it felt like a really brilliant PR move by our country in the face of you know, black men and women being routinely murdered by police. You know, it felt like our country was like shh shh, shh, shh. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody human rights. I didn't buy it. I didn't buy it. But then later that day, later that day, you guys shh 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 later that day I went to the West Village naturally and I was lost. I was I was on the way to a show. Um a piece of theater by Pulitzer Prize winner Annie Baker, okay? Yeah. And, uh, and, I, and I couldn't, I, I was lost, and I, and I ran up to this, like, old, methy queen. And I was like, I was like I'm sorry, how do I get to the Barrow Street Theater? He's like, oh, honey. He was like, you know, turn here, take a right. You know, it's too locked now, Whenever you can't miss. And I was like, thank you so <laughs> You know, that, talking to him, that's when it hit me. You know, that's when it really hit me. It's was like, imagine experiencing something outside of the internet. You know? <laughs> I haven't since the mid-80s, you know. Um, meanwhile, everyone, like, he was, he was physically going to Stonewall. He was going to Stonewall to celebrate with the community. Meanwhile, everyone my age is, like, fully horizontal in bed, second-degree burns on their bellies. Like, congrats to all. You know. Feeling all the feelings for my LGBTQ and let's not forget queer questioning family. <laughs> Um, I jerked off on a wall recently <laughs> because someone on Grinder told me to. <laughs> uh, being single is hard. <laughs> being and, and not in a rom-com, like chopsticks, you know, Chinese food. Like, I'm going home with two guys tonight, Ben and Jerry, you know the way that being single is hard in a nuanced way is you just you don't have anyone around to tell you that you are being crazy and i'm and i'm not saying that jerking off on a wall is crazy by all means jerk off on a wall take a picture of it send it to the guy who asked you to do it like i did you know but being nude being bottomless and checking facebook for 8 hours and not eating and then jerking off on the wall that that feels crazy that, that that is a basic, it's a basic human need. We need the mirror of companionship. We need someone to be like, John, John. no, 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 no. You know, like, John, like, you're actually watching a group of people socialize with kind of a hawk-like energy, so just careful, you know, shh, shh you know, <laughs> John, I know you hate confrontation. I know you're from the South, but you're smiling ear to ear and nodding vigorously to the words of a bigot, so just be careful. Um, that's what I need right now. I'm at peak loneliness right now. Um, my apartment. <laughs> I'm fine. I'm truly fine. It's material, babe. Um, uh, I, my apartment is devastating. My apartment is like a museum of dusty kitsch. You know, my apartment My apartment is like someone who just discovered Amy Sedaris, you know. It's like it's like a gay serial killer's crawl space on SVU, but the location scout got there was like too scary, you know, turn around, you know. Um, but I don't I don't want to yeah I don't want to go on dates dating is so boring what's the difference between dating and being on a podcast I don't know you know it's just it's two it's two bullhorns facing each other just like me you know I have siblings um um I wasted so much time in high school trying to like Radiohead uh when I could have been learning how to use my butt for sex. (laughs) Uh, And now here I am. I'm at Put Your Hands Together. Um, (laughs) I'm in my sexual prime. um, But I have no taste in music. It never took hold. And I've shit on half of Brooklyn. (laughs) Um... (laughs) yeah, no, poop is real. Poop is real, and it's one of the most empowering parts of gay relationships, I think, because it thrusts you into like a shared, healthy cynicism. You know, it like it, you you have to deal with it up top. There's no there's there's no time to be like you know you don't have that window of denial that you have in straight relationships where you're like whimsically avoiding talking about it. You know, where you're like, I'm just gonna step out for a second. You know, <laughs> and then you're like, you know. Um, I'm living my biggest nightmare doing gay v. straight material right now. Like, a gay guy would be like, <laughs> but a straight guy in the same situation, would be like, <laughs> um, <laughs> a gay guy at a restaurant, I'd be like, thank you, but a straight guy in the same restaurant, would be like, <laughs> um, you know that last one's true. <laughs> um, I've been thinking, what if during sex, instead of saying, yeah, oh, yeah, fuck, yeah, just always forget, you know, used to be Franklin's in the round. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, I have a BFA, so I just, you know, um, I've been thinking, yeah, and during, during sex, instead of saying, yeah, oh, yeah, fuck, yeah, yes, you said for sure. And not in like a porny, like, oh, for sure. You know, like, for sure, for sure, for sure. Like, oh, for sure, you know. But in a in an actually authentic, like, spontaneous, like, oh, for sure, you know. It would be so funny. Um, uh, it's not stand up, but it's just something that I think is funny, um, which is stand up. <laughs> um, have you guys ever been with someone who comes without announcing it? <laughs> and not not because it's a surprise come like you know like oh god you know like but because it's a, it's a, a deliberate confident nonverbal just steady like come you know anyway that happened to me recently <laughs> and i couldn't tell if it was so rude or so cool <laughs> <laughs> i was so jealous like what i mean it must be like coming on the bow of a ship you know just like you <laughs> know Whenever I come, it's never the right time. And so it's always like, I'm gonna come, I'm coming, I can't, you know. <laughs> it's, there's never a right time to come. There's never a right time to come, John. It's what I'm always telling my students. <laughs> um, I have a couple like male artist friends who who don't jerk off because they think their horniness, their like artistic fuel will, like, you know, just disappear if they jerk you know, it's like it's such bullshit. It's like so you want to murder. <laughs> So, I'm sorry, so you think there are ideas literally in your balls. Okay, cool, 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 cool. It's like it so dumb to me to be precious and protective about coming. Like we were at our dumbest. <laughs> I do love it here. I love the history of UCB, but the tech stuff is bad. Some of the sound. Check that out. Check that. It's not. I'm not mad. I just just look into it before the show. You know what I mean? You have like an hour to look into it. So use that time. <laughs> um, uh, <laughs> I forgot what I was talking about. Whatever. I'm not gonna Whatever. The point is, we'll just wrap it up. Okay. So I um I got the light 15 minutes ago. Okay. Um, I I like many before me am prone to the classically gay trait of female idol worship. Or what I like to call Are You My Mother? Um, for instance, the hardest I've ever cried is when Tony Collette lost the Oscar to Angelina Jolie in 1999-2000. Uh, you guys might remember Angelina Jolie won for Girl Interrupted, which is not a performance. Um, <laughs> deadpan is not a choice. That's not acting. Um, is that Aubrey Plaza in a wheelchair? No, it's Angelina Jolie snoozing her way to an Oscar. Um, meanwhile, Tony Collette is in the car, you know, in the Sixth Sense with Haley Joel Osment. She's got the wig, she's got the acrylics. Like that's acting to me. That's that's truly acting. Like she said, I don't know if you guys remember, but Haley Joel Osment. He's like, "Mom, Grandma, talked to me." She said, "You came to her funeral, and you asked her a question, and the answer is every day. What did you ask her?" And Tony Collette's like. Uh, Yes, sir. (laughs) Do I make her proud? Thank you so much. Wow, thank you. Rhea
1: John early, you guys. So help me with the microphone. So kind of him. We're going to keep the show right on rolling. This next comic is a friend of the show. We love it when he stops by. He is so funny. You guys give it up for Guy Branham.
3: Hello. I recently moved back to Los Angeles from New York. You guys know what they say about New York, right? What do they say about New York? It's the city, that never sleeps. city that never sleeps. Acceptable answer, not what I was looking for. <laughs> Anyone else? New York. What there, New York. If you can make it there, you can make it anywhere. They do not say that about Los Angeles. <laughs> because you can make it here. <laughs> Shit is fine in Los Angeles. <laughs> you are probably like, oh, but guy, but guy, I get sad sometimes. <laughs> I moved here six years ago to be an actor, but I am still not famous. <laughs> yeah, go cry in your pool. <laughs> I'm sure, it may just be a pool in the middle of your apartment building in Toluca Lake. It is still functional in February. <laughs> oh, oh, do you not have a recording contract yet? Go have sex with a human being who would be the hottest person in any town in Nebraska. Because life is hard everywhere. This is just the place that it is least hard on the planet. And we don't come up with cute little slogans about it, because we already have too many people here. Avocados are expensive enough. Who here hates reality television? I hate all of you. (laughs) I'm so tired of people complaining about reality TV. Everybody's like, oh, it's so stupid. It's so stupid. It's the downfall of America. It's just stupid people fighting with each other. It's so stupid. (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, what is
0: sports?
3: (laughs) Sports is stupid, stupid people. Illiterate adults with accidental children fighting with each other for three hours at a time. I want to watch people fight too. I just want to understand why. Because you're wearing different colored helmets. That is not a reason to fight. Because Melissa Gorga didn't go to Teresa's baby's christening. That is a reason to fight. You are my only friend in this audience. Um, who here still watches American Idol? My point exactly. American Idol has done its job. There is no more undiscovered musical talent in America. We found Carrie Underwood, we're good now. At this point, American Idol is essentially just a program to locate gay teenagers in the Midwest. <laughs> and then airlift them to the relative safety of Los Angeles. It is birthright Israel for my people. I like you guys. I feel like I can trust you. I do not believe in Canada. It seems implausible. Oh, they look just like us, they sound just like us, but somehow they're different? No. I'm not buying it. That's why I think that Canada is just America fan fiction. I think that some lady probably in like rural Western Idaho got super into American history and then she read all of the American history that she could. Then one day she went to the library and she said, I would like more American history, please. And the librarian was like, you need to calm down. (laughs) we don't have any more American history here. Then she went home and she got very, very sad because it was rural Western Idaho in the 90s and she couldn't Google anything because she only had dial-up service and Google hadn't been invented yet. (laughs) Then she said to herself, I know! I'll write my own American history. What if there was another America, a different America, that never wanted to be free from the British and had no black people? (laughs) So she wrote Canada. (laughs) Then like nine books in, she added Drake as a character. (laughs) Who here knows what Canada's national dish is? Poutine. Poutine, thank you very much. Who's the young lady who said that? Young lady, tell us what's in poutine. It is french fries, gravy, and cheese curds. French fries, gravy, cheese curds. French fries, gravy, cheese curds. Which only leaves me with one question. When did Canada's boyfriend break up with her? Canada's national dish is shame eating. Canada's national dish is going to the refrigerator, piling everything in it on a plate, microwaving it, and then eating it until the pain stops. Not that I have ever done that. Um, am I lucky enough to be performing for some heterosexual men this evening? No, no. You guys have gotten to be in charge of everything for all of time. I'd like to hear a little bit more of that we're always the president in your voice. Are there any heterosexual men in the audience tonight?
0: That's
3: hot. Um... Straight guys are very confused by the way that gay guys talk. They're always like, What are you talking like about? What are you talking like about? What are you talking like about? <laughs> I don't know why I talk like this. I am one of nature's miracles. <laughs> I don't know why I have this accent. It's not like I grew up with my parents speaking gay to me. <laughs> they are not recent immigrants from Thagestan. <laughs> My current working theory is that all of the penises beating against the back of my throat have somehow altered the acoustics. It's like a cathedral in my mouth. Thank you very much and good evening, I'm Guy Brano.
1: thinking also recently it's kind of an awesome time john was talking about you know like marriage equality and everything and i feel like as a people like on earth we're starting to see other people a little bit better i know we have a long way to go and so i was thinking how would i describe like my gender expression for other people that don't know me and i figured out what it is that is billy joel's perspective in the song uptown girl that's me. Just a poor back alley guy. Going for an uptown girl. Living in our white bread world. Because I'm actually getting married. Yes. To a lady. Not to a guy. Although the only guy I would marry is Guy Bronham. I feel like that would be appropriate. And... uh you know, like, I, I didn't realize, you, like, if you grow up poor, you don't necessarily know it when you're a kid because you're just a kid and you're, like, making the best out of everything. You know, like, one of the first reasons, or first moments that I realized I was poor was when I realized that, uh, the song Fast Car by Tracy Chapman was not a sad song. Or was a sad song. I said it the wrong way. Well, that was a bad punchline. <laughs> was not a happy song. Never mind, I lost it. I'll recover, just give me a second. The second moment I realized I was poor was when I went on a vacation with my fiance. We just like rented a house in the desert and there was a pool in that, at that house. And we got in the pool to start swimming. And I started swimming and I thought it was swimming. And she goes, oh, you can't swim. Because I didn't learn how to swim until I was a solid ten years old, which is a little late to pick up swimming, uh, which is kind of an instinctual thing. And uh, like, I thought I could totally swim, but what I was doing is just fighting off death. You know, was, like hanging out on vacation and going, "This is great! I love it." Uh. <laughs> and also, one time she asked me if I'd ever been on a jet ski. And I was like, because I, I like motorcycles and all and st- things with engines, and because obviously look at me. <laughs> I had a go-kart when I was a kid. <laughs> Come on. But uh, she was like, yeah, have you ever been on a jet ski, like towed behind it or ridden it? I was like, no, never. I didn't grow up by water. But then I realized, like, I had a version of a jet ski when I was a kid, which is that, you know those, like, discs that you used to ride, like, down mountains when it's snowing? I realize this is California. <laughs> There's, like, discs that you can just sit in. They're terrible. They're very dangerous. And I used to have a metal one, and so my dad tied it to the back of a three-wheeler and pulled me down the road on it. And then we got into a parking lot that was half snow half just pavement and he just started spinning me around and so I would skip along the snow and pavement and hit the pavement and sparks would fly and the disc would get hot so I would have to stand on the edges of the thing so yeah I've been on a jet ski (laughs) alright we're going to keep this show going because we have so many awesome comics still coming up so our next comic is another friend of the show and we love it when he comes by please welcome to the stage Blake Wexler you guys (laughs)
4: Hello, I'm Blake. Good, okay, I, um, fun. I so I just celebrated my uh, my 26th birthday, my tween Signera, if you will. Will you? Can you? So um, I just celebrated that, and um, my mom and I. My mom was in town, and we went out to uh, my favorite restaurant. Busy Saturday night, at reservations. It was aw- it was amazing meal. The check comes. Lovely evening, and uh, my mom. She she picked up the check because it was my birthday, and uh, she picked it up. I'm very wealthy. I'm a, I'm very wealthy, independent from uh, wealth. I'm independently wealthy. So, I um. So the check comes, and my mom had like this sad look on her face. I'm like, what's 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 wrong? This was such a nice evening. Thank you. And she goes, Well, I called ahead and I I asked them, you know, if they'd sing to you, and they forgot. I'm like, that's okay. That's, that's a nightmare. That would be a nightmare. Would have, would have ruined the evening. Um, I didn't say that. I'm like, oh, that's all right. That's so considerate. Thank you. you know, it's, it's so great. So she, she signs the check. It's a true story. She goes to the bathroom. The door shuts. And then 18 people piled out of the kitchen and started singing happy birthday to me. So no one saw me come in with my mom. The table had been cleared. All they see is me sitting alone a very crowded restaurant on a Saturday night and everyone's singing happy birthday to me and people were looking at me, understandably so, like, oh, this is the saddest motherfucker on the face of the planet. This is, this is, this is gonna be the end of him. This is horrifying. Because in their mind, it's just like, all right, it's a busy Saturday night. He called ahead. He called ahead. He knew it was going to happen. He knew he was going to have no plans. And he called ahead and the person on the other end of the phone was like, um, how many will be in your party tonight? And he said, it's not a party. It's not a party. I need a table for one. And I'm going to have to beg you to sing to me. (laughs) And then in real life, I started laughing so fucking hard. Everyone's like, oh, he's just mentally insane. It's totally fine. He's just, uh, he did something horrible. And this is just... so, on, uh, on Monday, uh, which, um, may, I, may I say yesterday on the show? Uh, so, yesterday, um, I was at a chiropractor, and, um, you know, not, I'm just like you guys, I'm no different, but I was at a chiropractor, and the fucker was going to town on my back, doing a great job, and it was totally quiet. This is what I said, the funniest thing I'll ever, I'll ever say. Again, sorry you weren't there, but I'm gonna tell you about it. So he's going to town on my back, and it's totally quiet, and uh, he's, he's working on my back, and his knuckle cracks, and I turn around and I go, that'll be five dollars. <laughs> and it was it's the funniest thing I'll ever say. Like a young Leno, like a young Leno, hello! Hello, he tapes the Tonight Show in Burbank. What if I didn't know that he didn't tape the Tonight Show anymore? Here, I'm going to say that. Can you do me a huge favor? You don't have to, but can you just say it moved to New York when I say I'm going tomorrow to see the Tonight Show? Will you do me that favor? Yeah. all right? The Tonight Show, it's fun. I'm going to go tomorrow. I love it. Let's <laughs> go. I got nervous. It fucking it to, no by the way to break away from the bit you're doing an amazing job thank you you're helping me it's very unprofessional I'm a stand up I should do this alone um well now I feel bad no you were great you were great let's try it again okay okay and by the way you did an awesome awesome job this is my fault no 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 no, 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 no. I should be in a troupe you're a lovely person, you're a lovely person. <laughs> no you're a lovely fucking person I'm the comedian you can't take a compliment god damn it um you know what that was an improvised bit, and riffing makes me sick. So fucking cut out of the po- end the podcast. Um, shut it down. He's riffing. What if an alarm went off? All right. So enough. Again, I said no more riffing. It makes me. I'm gonna vomit. I'm gonna fucking vomit. So, um, I, oh, I've lost. I've lost it. So I uh, am originally um, from Philadelphia, uh, Pennsylvania, which is a place, and I'm I'm from there, and. There's a trailer out for, a new, uh, for the new Rocky movie. Um, it's called Creed. It's about Apollo Creed's son. I don't know if you've ever seen it. It's a huge movie series. I hope you have. And, um, or else this is going to be an awkward few minutes. But uh, The movie's called Creed, and the movie's about like Apollo Creed's son. You know, he was this African-American fighter. He was incredible. He lost to Rocky. It's about his son. So basically, it's Black Rocky, which is just what Rocky should have been to fucking begin with. Because, like, all the great, so many great fighters are from Philly. Bernard Hopkins, Joe Frazier, and they cast an Italian thumb. (laughs) What the fuck are you, like, it takes me out of it, you know? So, like, I'm super pumped out. It's starring Michael B. Jordan, great actor, and, like, I'm real excited about this movie. So, I was home last week. I went back to Philly. I'm like, oh, I'll, I'll talk to the audience about this. Great at crowd work, as we saw earlier. I'm amazing at crowd work. And. So I saw this guy sitting in the front, and I was just like, oh, we're from Philly, we can connect about this. Um, are you excited about the new Rocky movie? And he goes, no! <laughs> I'm like, why not? Because it's, it's that's all we have going in for us from Philadelphia are the Rocky movies. It's that like steak with chemical orange cheese on it and a bell that some asshole dropped. And now it's in a fucking museum. So it's all we have. I'm like, what, why aren't you excited? And the guy goes, I don't like that lead actor. <laughs> I'm like, what don't you like about him? And he goes, he's weird. I'm like he's weird, and I'm like, oh right, Philly's a racist piece of shit city. I totally <laughs> forgot. I totally forgot. I've lived in beautiful sunny Los Angeles for the past few years. I forgot that you're a racist piece of shit. And I swear to God, the guy goes, Well, I don't know why they couldn't bring back Sylvester Stallone for one more flick. He could he could put box on the 65 and older circuit, the senior circuit. I'm like, there's no senior circuit. <laughs> it's boxing. There's no senior circuit because you're either undefeated or you have one loss and you're fucking dead. You're old men. There's no senior circuit. And it made me think of how proud I am, not that he would care, of Michael B. Jordan, the actor. Because that guy has become so successful despite having the same name as the greatest basketball player of all fucking time. Because move here to, by the way this business is hard enough as is uh, I'm, I'm enlisting audience members for free to help me with my act it's hard business it's a hard business so that means that guy moved here he's like yeah man i'm gonna become successful and his manager was like i think you're very talented you're you you can not go by michael jordan you can't do it and he's like no man i got i got a middle initial b and he's like that's i don't know if that's gonna be enough <laughs> That's a lot of pressure that you're putting on that B. It's like who thrives that well under pressure? Michael Jordan. He he thrives that well. I don't know about that middle initial, but he persevered. He's super famous. He's killing it. But because, my point is though, like you don't see any famous actors named like Kobe O'Brien. Like, you don't? That would be sick if there was like a redheaded a redheaded Irish actor named Kobe O'Brien. Like that would be pretty sick. I would go see his films. Um, so last thing I uh, before I get out of here, there's um. So I went um, to like an MMA fight the other night with a uh, with my ex girlfriend.
1: <laughs> I miss her so
4: much. I'm kidding. I mean I do, but uh, I'm totally kidding about even bringing it up, even though I did. So that's neither here nor there. I mean it's here and it was there also. So, um, but we'll be fine. I'll be fine. I'll be. So um, we went to this uh, this MMA fight, which isn't my kind of event um, because it's just. The fucking crowd was on steroids. Like, it was the most... They're wearing, like, those affliction T-shirts and, like... The, like, I, I swear to God, I heard a guy, like, sneeze and be like, Pussy! I love pussy! Like, it's this... How, masculinity is so fucking embarrassing at this point. It's just like, no, I want to lift, and someone confuses me for a fiat. Like, it's just... What is the point? Just be able to help a friend move. It's all as strong as you have to be.
0: It's
4: as strong as you have to be. It's a bunch of fucking pieces of shit waddling around, you know, like, like, they just can't, their traps, like, connect to the top of their head. And so I'm watching the first fight, and the, uh, the first boxer, um, you know, it's 10 seconds in, um, or first fight, or whatever the stupid fucking term they use, and he uppercuts the other guy in the chin. Um, his eyes roll back into his head, which, not a doctor, but that can't be a good sign medically. That's never a good sign. And then he falls down on the mat and, like, shakes twice and then stops moving. And the guy who hit him just goes, Yeah, suck it! I'm like, he's fucking dead! <laughs> suck it? How masculine do you have to be? You just knock this guy out. <laughs> no, that's not enough! I want everyone who's ever died to suck my dick! It's embarrassing. So I'm watching the whole thing and I'm like, oh, call an ambulance! Like, I hated it. I hated every fucking second of it. And then I had nine beers and it was a total 180. I'm like, yeah, rip his fucking cock off! Rip it off, shove it up his ass! Shove his cock up his ass! Frame him for treason, daddy! Yeah, send him to Guantanamo, torture him every single fucking day. And then one day be like, oh, I'm so sorry. You were wrongfully accused. And set him free! Let him attend his daughter's wedding and his son's college graduation when he stands up and claps, sneak up behind him and break his fucking neck!
0: <laughs>
4: anyway, violence is so wrong, and I need to stop drinking. Thank you so much. I'm Blake. Have a good night.
1: Blake Wesler, you guys. That reminded me. Blake was talking about masculinity. And I've been watching um, Mr. Robot. Yay, two people have watched it. But I'm watching it illegally, as it should be. On, I'm using my friend's password to use USA Now on my Apple TV, um, because I'm also kind of a hacker. So I've been watching it, but, you know, the pain of modern times Is streaming these shows and then getting just the same block of the same two commercials throughout a 45 minute show of the same two commercials predictably every single time you watch it is a form of torture that I've not felt before and it is specifically terrible like sure if i see the same jeep commercial it's annoying because it's the same jeep commercial every time or same hankook tires or something like that um because i always get like really masculine commercials and i think it's because of everything i look at on the internet which is just like jeans boots motorcycles jeans boots motorcycles baseball 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 like well that's a dude give her the tires you know but then they also give me viagra commercials constantly like, I feel like I need Viagra, and I don't need Viagra, like, at all, but I specifically hate the one where there's a woman who's, like, like 42, 45 years old, and she's wearing a football jersey, and it's too big, of course. Ugh, I hate that. Gross. And she's holding a football in bed, in the bedroom, and she's like, sure, watching a football game with my guy's fun, but I like cuddling afterwards better other camera hey erectile dysfunction is normal and then it's just like telling you how everything is okay if your dick doesn't work and you should just buy this pill and like the heteronormativity on display in this commercial is so offensive to me it makes me so angry every time i watch it However, it gives me hope that at some point, because we're never going to stop selling Viagra, for sure. Like, that's invented, and everybody's like, yeah, this is staying. (laughs) Every man is like, yeah, we're keeping this forever, because we're going to need it. And eventually it'll just be in the water, probably. (laughs) The water that we don't have in this state. (laughs) But I feel like, hopefully, one day, there will be one of those two camera Viagra commercials. And it won't be, like, eventually we'll have a gay man do that, and that will be great. I will be shooting off fireworks in the street like, gay Viagra, and it'll be great. But the day that there is like a non-straight reading, non-gay reading, dude selling another dude Viagra will mean that men are finally comfortable just talking to each other. And that is what we actually need for like uh, wars to go away and gun control for a dude to just be like, look, man, I get it. I'm like you. I take these pills. It's totally fine. Everything's cool. Right? Viagra. You know? And then everything will be fixed. So that's my 2,000 point plan for America. Just make men comfortable talking about Viagra with each other. Awesome. We have two comics left on the show. Do you have it in your hearts for our final two comics? Awesome. Next guy, it's a special treat. Please welcome to the stage, Todd from Empire.
5: My name's Nate, but I do play Todd on Empire. <clears throat> and judging by the demographic in the room, you might not know if I was, if I was making that up or not. If you're not sure if that's true or not, it is true. I do play Todd on Empire, he's a real character.
0: It's
5: the number one show on television. Uh, Good for you guys for not giving a shit about this debate. Um, We're a full six and a half years away from a presidential election, Um, good for you guys. And also it's not, there's no way it can compare to the Republican debates, there's no way. They have the market cornered on spectacle. Uh, I mean, it's just, but even these, like, I want the box set for Christmas of those Republican debates. <laughs> They're so good. They're such good. It's such good character work. Oh my God, it's fucking brilliant. And it's, it still doesn't compare. Last time around, remember when Michelle Bachman said that you could catch mental retardation? <laughs> and then the very next debate, Rick Perry caught mental retardation? <laughs> It's good television. It's real good television. Um, now they got Trump. Trump might as well be wearing a derby hat. I, I just, I like, I like him. I like listening to him just say, it's just fucking, nobody's ever done, nobody's ever done it before, man. Uh, it's so fucking real. Dude, it's so fake. It's real. Um, it's really, really fun. He's right about uh, the economy, though. Um, Dip and dots just went bankrupt you oh, do you think that's funny? Yeah, exactly. The ice cream of the future now available in the past. You go ahead and laugh. <clears throat> if anybody's listening to the podcast, capacity is at sixty percent right now sixty percent. Just want to make that clear that's being generous. 57.2% strong in the room right now. Um, yeah, I, uh, I do live in Marina del Rey, California. Um, not, ironically. Uh, I live there because I- I'm okay living in a neighborhood that is nice and has always been nice. I don't need my neighborhood to have been taken from generations of Latino families. Ha! Those people live in Echo Park. Clearly. Clearly you live in Echo Park. No, I just, I have a rent control apartment. I've been spending a lot of time explaining Caitlyn Jenner to my buddy. Just figure it out, dude. Just figure it the fuck out. Well, is there gonna be a funeral for Bruce? No. No, buddy, she's, she's Caitlyn. She wants to be Caitlyn. She only now felt uh, comfortable being who she wanted to be. Um, you should just let her be Caitlin and uh, not ask stupid questions that she know the answers to already.
0: <laughs> well, who won
5: the gold medal then? Caitlin, Definitely Caitlin. Bruce would have never come close if it wasn't for Caitlin in there pushing him towards greatness. <laughs> Bruce would have never made the team. <laughs> Probably would have never even thought about track and field. Behind every good man is a strong woman. And behind every track and field star is a fancy, fancy bitch with gorgeous legs that deserve to be shaved and taken on The Tonight Show. So let her be Caitlyn. What do you, call a bully in gym class? Um, She just had to go alpha female. She had to take... She couldn't stand it. She was surrounded by basic Kardashian hookers. She couldn't take it anymore. She had to go alpha female. None of them had a gold medal with their store-bought jewelry all over the fucking house. Not one of them could have made it over the bar if the pole vault was a 15-foot black dick, not one of them. She got gangster and she took everything, starting with the television show and ending with Mother's Day. Uh, Okay, you guys, thank you very much. Enjoy the rest of the show.
1: trying my best up here. I said, save incorrectly earlier, and that was terrible. I still feel upset about that. Very sorry to everyone. That was a terrible, terrible mistake. But this next comic is not a terrible mistake. Did it. is our final comic. He's one of my favorite comics in the city. He runs a great show called Crave. You can find that on Crave Comedy. I think the next one is October 24th. You guys, give it up for Alex Hooper. (laughs)
6: Hear that, mom? I'm not a terrible mistake. You were wrong. I feel like I'm the only comic on the show who isn't gay or looks like they could be. No mistakes. A couple of months ago, uh, I got to fly first class uh, for the first time. Here's what I learned. Uh, The people that buy first class tickets buy those tickets so they don't have to sit next to me. (laughs) So you know what I did? I ruined their flights. I sat down next to an 80-year-old crotchety woman who was just like, yeah, six hours, are you ready? jackass DVD season one through five no headphones we're doing this (laughs) I was sitting in seat 1A where the king
0: sits
6: (laughs) and there was this little boy five years old getting on the plane with his dad and his dad's dragging back to coach he's like no daddy I want to sit up here why do these people get to sit in the front of the plane and we have to sit in the back of the plane so I got really low looked in his eyes and said, "'Cause your dad is a loser." (laughs) "'Stick with me, kid. I'll show you the ropes, mimosas, all day!' (laughs) So I have a son now. (laughs) Teaching him everything I know. I don't want children. I'm scared of them. Um, Last year, my girlfriend and I started talking about having children, so instead we uh, got the starter kit, we adopted a puppy, and I have immediately had a vasectomy. I don't want to take care of a baby anything ever again. Uh, I have two pugs. Uh, both of them were adopted. The first one came from Mexico. We got him about two years ago. The other one came from Korea. She's brand new. Just got her a month ago. People keep asking me, like, why'd you get a dog from Korea? Turns out pugs are not a desired breed in that country. They literally throw them to the streets, meaning pugs are roaming the streets over there, making Korea the cutest country in the entire world. I'll be honest with you guys, I've had this dog for a month. I'm not convinced they didn't send over a 90-year-old Korean woman. It looks exactly the same. She just sits there with her adorable, wrinkled-up face, not understanding a word I say as I feed her treats. She takes off her shoes every time she comes in the house. Very polite. We named her Kimchi. If you don't understand why that's funny, expand your culinary palate. There's some really good ethnic food out there. I sing these songs to my dogs all the time, and sometimes they get stuck in my head. Like a couple days ago, I was singing this song. It's bedtime for little boys. It's bedtime for sweet little boys. Very cute song. Problem was, I was not singing that in my apartment to my adorable little pug. It was stuck in my head. I was singing it two days later in the produce section of the grocery store a woman staring at me very oddly as I was trying to pick out bananas, suddenly realized exactly how creepy those lyrics are out of context. Here I am fumbling through bananas going, where are all the sweet little boys? Come on down, you sweet little boys. I live in a dog-friendly building, and there's a new dog that moved in last month, a new sheriff in town, and this little guy will not stop barking. 24 hours a day, he's going nuts, and my neighbors are furious. They're leaving notes on this girl's door. They're complaining to management. They want this dog out. But I'm not angry at the dog for barking all day. I'm impressed with his vocal cords. Imagine 24 hours a day doing this. Seconds. I am exhausted right now. Twenty-four hours a day. Are you kidding me? This dog should not be punished. He should be studied. This dog has answers. Now I'll be the first to admit it's not acceptable to do what I just did—to scream like that in a small enclosed space. Unacceptable. The only scenario where I do find that's okay is that's how I walk through bad neighborhoods at night when I think I'm gonna get mugged. Just. No one fucks with me. Even cops see that. Should we do something about that guy? That guy? No. He should not be arrested. He should be studied. That guy has answers. Rough couple years to be a police officer. Been pretty bad PR for them. I'm not surprised by any of this. If you look at the police force, it's comprised of two things. It's the dumbest humans and the smartest dogs working together (laughs) to solve
0: crimes.
6: (laughs) Lowest of ours, highest of theirs, feed them some treats, go solve the murder, please. Do you guys realize there's thousands of people that are locked up for their entire lives that were arrested by a dog? How do you look hard in front of your cellmate with that story? Like, when I get out of prison, I'm gonna kill that German shepherd and his whole family. Like, geez, I murdered people, but you got problems. I don't even wanna be in here with you. Do you guys think regular dogs and drug-sniffing dogs get along? Like, do they freak out a little bit when they see a drug-sniffing dog? Like, Patches, be cool. Just be cool. Don't let them know how many biscuits you've had. Don't sniff his butt. You're gonna give us away. There's a lot of problems in this country. I didn't, have, I didn't used to have health insurance for a long time. I only got it like a few months ago, so I used to have to go to urgent care. Uh, If you're not familiar, uh, the words urgent care don't mean either one of those things. (laughs) You will receive no care with very little urgency. (laughs) Another fun problem with this country. um, What do you guys think is worse? Getting a UTI or getting accepted to UTI? (laughs) The Universal Technical Institute... They had heard of a urinary tract infection before, right? Before they decided to name an upper-level institution after one. How arrogant. Like, that's the worst name I've... Actually, it's not the worst name I've ever heard for a school. That's the second worst name I've ever heard for a school. The worst name I've ever heard, and you've probably seen these commercials, the University of Maryland University College. Which is so shitty... They have to tell you it's a school in three out of the four words in the name of the school. University of Maryland. University again. What's a university? A college. Let's put that in there, too. Just in case. Just give us all your money. Just give us all. You're never going to have a career. I used to... um, I used to date this girl when I was like 19, and she used to make me eat a lot of shitty food. Um, we were actually talking about it backstage, like Fazoli's, if you know what that is. Like, it's like McDonald's, fast food, Italian. It's terrible. She used to make me go to Johnny Rockets, though, a lot. And Johnny Rockets is terrible. It's just awful. And I used to have to eat there all the time. Let me have a quick poll of the room. How many of you guys think Johnny Rockets serves French fries? How many of you think that? Right? Sure they do. Of course. Johnny Rockets, classic American diner, serving French fries. Why wouldn't they? No. Go to Johnny Rockets right now. I don't actually think you should, by the way. But uh, if you do, you're not going to find French fries on the menu. What you will find are American fries. Right? Because Johnny Rockets is so patriotic, they wouldn't even think to let you ingest a food from some pussy country like France. So they serve you American fries. Waiter was like, what kind of cheese do you want on your burger? I was like, I'll take Swiss cheese. I was like, sir, we don't have Swiss cheese here at Johnny Rockets. We have American cheese with holes in it. I was like, okay, can I just get the Italian wedding soup? Sir, we don't have Italian wedding soup here at Johnny Rockets. We have American wedding soup, which by the way, is between a man and a woman. I was like, can I just get the uh, Canadian bacon? Get the fuck out of Johnny Rockets! Terrorist! Terrorist! You don't deserve to eat here. I saw a girl the other day um, wearing a shirt, and it said, trust no bitch. And I thought, whoa, this girl has been burned. (laughs) Something happened to her to make her buy such an aggressive t-shirt. But as she was walking past me, I noticed she was wearing a backwards hat that said, all the bitches love me. Completely contradictory to what I had just read on the front of her shirt. Couple questions went through my mind. Uh, one, where is the all bitch clothing store where she's procuring these items? Cause you don't just walk into Nordstrom and be like, I need a new wardrobe. They're like, you? Have you seen our bitch collection? It's perfect for you. We're going to deck you out. head to toe. Bitch, bitch, bitch. It's bitch. by biology. That's not going to happen. So then two, what came first? The shirt or the hat? I thought about this for a while, and I decided it had to be the hat. Because this girl, she was on top of the world. She got a promotion at work. She's in an amazing relationship. She's got the best friends a girl could ask for. All the bitches love me. I'm going to wear this hat face forward every day so the world knows how I feel. But guys, what happens when all the bitches love you? One of those bitches is gonna do you bad. At which point you're walking down the street, you see this new shirt, trust no bitch. You're like, that's it, that's my new identity. That's what I wanna put out there. But what about my hat? I love this hat, I'm connected to this hat. I spent $20 on this hat, flip it around. Now you're the Harvey Dent of bitch clothing. You never know what side you're gonna get. I think about that girl a lot. And I hope she's okay. I hope you're all okay. Thanks, everybody.
1: Alex Hooper, you guys. Let him hear it. Yay. And that has been our show. Keep it going for everybody that you saw tonight. John Early, Guy Bronham, Blake Wexler, Nate Craig, Alex Hooper, and me, Maria Butcher. We'll be back next week, Tuesday. See you then. Put your together, Put your hands together. Put
0: your hands together. Put 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 your hands together. Get ready to laugh with your hands together. Put your hands together. Get ready to clap with your hands together. Put your hands together.